Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give this a five-star rating, tell five friends about this, five friends preferably who like KU, but you could give this to five Mizzou fans as a joke if you really wanted to just so that they can get their KU fix in for the week because we all know that us KU fans are in their heads 24-7. So let's get into today's episode. A lot of good stuff, some breaking news. We got another uh, player back into the fold here that was supposed to be transferring out, Come back in. We've got another rivalry renewed. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was another basketball scrimmage, got some more football recruits coming in. So really a packed a very packed show today for the Jayhawker Talker podcast. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this rivalry that is being renewed. I don't really know necessarily that it's a rivalry. People in the media are already trying to hype this thing up like, oh, it's a rivalry thing. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But it is an in-state battle. I'll call it the in-state battle. The Kansas Jayhawks. And the Wichita State Shockers. Yes, this is a rivalry. I just said it's not a rivalry. So let's let's call it the in-state battle. That's it. That's that's what we're going to be calling it from here on. The in-state battle between the Shockers and the Jayhawks. Goes back a long time, but they have not played regularly for a while. So let's get into it. Saw the date. It is official now. We talked about it a couple weeks ago about how it was a rumor how we were thinking that this game was going to be played as early as this year. And that is the facts. Now, it is going to be Kansas and Wichita State on Saturday, December 30th at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. The first time in over 30 years that these schools will face off in the regular season. KU leads the all-time series 12-3. to They've won five of their last six meetings. And the last time they met in the regular season was January 6th, 1993. KU won that game in Allen Fieldhouse, 103-54. to But Wichita State had the last laugh in this uh, in-state, uh, in-state battle. They had the last laugh. They beat KU in the NCAA tournament in a game, in a regional game in Omaha, Nebraska. The second round of the 2015 NCAA tournament, Wichita State won 78-65. I remember that game thinking how hyped up it was. It was the in-state battle, Wichita State against Kansas. Kansas, obviously the higher-ranked team, the number one seed. Wichita State was really, uh, they were underseeded in that tournament. At, a, at an 8-seed or 9-seed. I can't remember if they were 8 or 9-seed. Either way, they were way under-seeded in that tournament. Next year, they ended up being a top-seed um, in the tournament. But it's going to be absolutely fantastic to see these two teams go at it together. And it, it's, it's going to be fun if you want to get your tickets to this Kansas-Wichita State matchup. Tickets go on sale 10 a.m. June 23rd. So I'm recording this on June 21st, so just a couple of days away until this Kansas-Wichita State game is on sale. Again, 10 a.m. Central Time, 
June 23rd. You can get your tickets over there at the T-Mobile website, which is www.tmobilecenter.com. And again, it's just going to be a fun time because Shocker fans, obviously, they want the big dog in Kansas. Kansas fans, you might be a little bit worried that Wichita State could pull off the upset. You know, how does it help us uh, in the offseason? Well, you you always play these games against teams. You're not going to play against Duke every uh Every preseason, you're not going to play against Kentucky. You are playing Kentucky this year. You are playing Indiana this year. You still have a very tough uh, pre-conference schedule. So adding Wichita State to the mix, I know some KU fans are like, oh, why are we doing this? We don't need to do this. This is going to be bad if they beat us. Well, you don't think about if they're going to beat you. You go out there and you beat them by 40 points. That's what you do if you're Kansas. And you show them hey, maybe you didn't want to play us for 30 years. Maybe maybe it was you guys that didn't want to play us for 30 years after all this time. So that's that's just one thing. I see some Jayhawk fans a little bit nervous about this. Don't be nervous about this. Bill Self is going to have his guys ready to play. He's going to be ready to go. And this is going to be one of the last non-con games before they get into Big 12 play. So Bill Self is going to want to have his rotation ready to go, ready for the Big 12 play. And that's that's just how it's going to be. So... This December, December 30th, Wichita State Shockers, Kansas Jayhawks, T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, going to be a great time. 10 a.m. June 23rd is when you can get those tickets at tmobilecenter.com. And now some more KU basketball news. Just heard this a couple of days ago. Not totally breaking news at this point, but it has been breaking since the last time we aired this podcast. So, Zach Clements, he announced that he was entering the transfer portal in the offseason after KU was knocked out of the tournament, ended up saying he was going to go to UC Santa Barbara. Well, he had a change of heart this past week. He decided he did not want to go there. He he called Bill Self and asked if there could still be a spot on the team for him. And they are welcoming Zach Clements back, and he will have a different role this year. He will be redshirted which is a little bit different. But here's what Bill Self had to say about Zach Clements coming back to Kansas. He said, Zach got back last night on campus. If you guys are curious, I had a conversation with him last week. He contacted me. We started discussing all the things, what's going on with him, which a future transfer possibilities, and some of all that stuff. He asked me, would there be a possibility he, he could return? We discussed that and both thought it would be best for his future basketball-wise, to come back. So that's Bill Self talking about how he had a conversation with Zach Clements. Self continued by saying, I feel really good about our roster right now. Zach's not going to come in and impact any of the guys that we've recruited in any way. In any way that we've told them how we plan to utilize them. So essentially right there, Self is saying, all these guys that they recruited... Anybody that's been brought in the transfer portal, they will not be affected by Zach Clemens coming back. So that's that. He put that to bed right there. He says, Zach's thinking is that it would be in his best interest in a perfect world to redshirt, help us out every day in practice, allow himself to grow and get better, and see where that takes him, whether he can be a major contributor at this level at some time. So Clemens is thinking, why would I go to UC Santa Barbara 
and potentially dominate at that level and then have to transfer to another NCAA school if I want to get a look to go to the next level. He is, I think this is smart of him, by the way. You see a guy like Zach Clements, who's pretty much ridden the bench at Kansas for his first couple years at KU. Uh, come back, red shirt, work his tail off, have the best training staff, the best facilities in America for college basketball, come back here, get better, red shirt, and then you still have two more years of eligibility left. So he's going to red shirt this 2023-2024 season, and it's not like he didn't show any potential. He did have one 10-point game last year against Oklahoma, but now... He can come back. He can be on scholarship again. They did offer him a scholarship back. So he can he can take that red shirt, learn as he goes, help Kansas get better, help some of these transfers, help some of these freshmen get better. And that's what it's all about. They go back and win another Big 12 title. He gets another ring, potentially go to another Final Four, maybe win another national championship, have two rings. That's what it's all about. And... You get a guy like Zach Clements, maybe he could be potentially like a uh, Mitch Lightfoot. Mitch Lightfoot was a guy that redshirted um, and then was able to play his final two years at Kansas and his senior year became a major contributor. So if you can get a guy like Zach Clements, maybe wants to wait around, become a contributor his final season at KU, that could be a possibility as well. And he's going to be getting the best training, the best facilities, the best staff in America. And that's why Zach Clemens is coming back on a red shirt deal. So happy to see that. Happy to see Zach Clemens, another big man, come back to the Kansas Jayhawks. Now they've got uh they've got Hunter Dickinson, of course, Parker Brown coming back as a couple big guys. So Clemens is gonna be able to work with those guys, learn, figure out uh where he's gonna be going from this point on. And it's gonna be nice having him around campus. Again, Zach Clements, welcome back to the Jayhawks. So the Kansas Jayhawks had their second scrimmage of the summer. Bill Self had another camp, had some of his guys, some of his former players, all of his new players out there at this scrimmage. And this is where things get exciting. Again, once again, I talked about it last week, had a source inside Allen Fieldhouse over there at the camp. And once again, I had my sources letting me know how this scrimmage looked. And from all things that he said... Elmarco Jackson, one of the phenom freshmen, really stood out in this one. The freshman looked fearless on the court on Wednesday last week. Showed off his elite first step. It was impossible to stop driving him to the rim. One time he mentioned this. He was hard fouled by KJ Adams, got a pat on the back, and then they were back at it. No bad blood there. But he could not be stopped. K.J. Adams is like, all right, we need to stop this guy. We need to stop this freshman. We need to keep him from just dominating us the entire time. So he gets a hard foul. But Marco Jackson, one of the freshmen that I could see going in there and being the potential fifth starter on this team as a shooting guard, he was much more aggressive in this second scrimmage on the offensive end compared to the first game, finished with 12 points. It was clear that Jackson was looking for the shot more this time. Looked a bit, little bit more comfortable after having spent a, an extra week with the teammates under Bill Self. 
And the scrimmage showed flashes of why Jackson could be a one-and-done candidate, could be a starter from day one and be a one-and-done candidate. We've seen it before with guys at KU. Don't have to go through the entire list. You guys know who they are. But Bill Self raved about this kid. Not just this week, but last week. But here's a quote from after this week's scrimmage. After he saw him put up 12 points, unstoppable driving to the hole. This is Bill Self. Obviously, Marco, you look at him. He's a talented kid. He's strong. He's got game. He can always shoot better. But it'll be hard to keep him off the floor. And that is a quote right there. Hard to keep him off the floor. He could be a starter. He could be a starter from day one as a freshman for the Jayhawks. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. Nick Timberlake seems like he's going to be likely the favorite to be the starter. But if you got a guy like El Marco Jackson playing his tail off, look out. I could see these freshmen making a mark on the Jayhawks this year. Another freshman, you got Marcus Adams. He arrived in Lawrence last week. But he looks like a seamless fit already in this Jayhawks team. He was impressive on the offensive end. He also finished with 12 points in the game. A great shooter. Had a step-back three-pointer after a crossover. Showcased his off-ball ability as well. Multiple cuts to the rim for early easy baskets. Uh, The biggest question surrounding Adams right now is how good he can be on the defensive end. And it's way too early to tell at this point after one week in the system. But... Adams is going to be one of those guys that gets a rotation stop, stop uh, gets a rotation spot off the bench. He's going to be one of those guys. He's going to be a freshman that gets a lot of playing time, and you see it in these early scrimmages. And they're only going to get better. They're only going to get better as these summer weeks go along. And then, of course, you had Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson is going to be the man this year at KU. He's going to have the potential to be an All American. Obviously, All Big Twelve has a chance to be a National Player of the Year candidate. And Hunter Dickinson, quietly efficient in this past scrimmage, Uh, even though it didn't feel like he was super involved in that scrimmage, didn't touch the ball as much as he did in the first week, he still finished with 19 points, hit one three-pointer, was always around the rim. And when you see Dickinson's ability to drop a quiet 19 points in a scrimmage. That's how you know he's a true superstar when he makes everything look easy and when you can score a quiet 19 points and make it look like it was nothing. So that's something that I'm... The Hunter Dickinson signing was always going to be the biggest thing for Kansas this offseason. Having that guy come in, be able to run the offense from day one, be a playmaker, be a shooter, be able to hit the three-pointer. All these things are huge for Kansas. And when you got a guy like Hunter Dickinson who was double-teamed constantly when he played at Michigan, you got him coming into Kansas, and they, if they do that, if they do try to double-team Dickinson all day, they've got shooters all over the court. Not that Michigan was terrible last year, but they didn't have guys like Kansas. So it's going to be fun to see what Hunter Dickinson does in a KU uniform this year. One of the biggest overreactions that I've been seeing from Jayhawk fans, people that were out at the scrimmage, saying that these freshmen are going to be on fire and unstoppable all year. 
Now, I'm the biggest positive uh, thinker that there is. I'm one of the most optimistic guys. But you, I still think you need to pull back the expectations for these freshmen from day one. That's something that you see them scoring 12 points in the scrimmage. You see Marcus Adams getting in there, playing uh, a lot of minutes, getting 12 points. You've got Elmarco Jackson looking like he could be a starter. Uh on the offensive end, these guys are looking incredible already. The defensive end, that's where Bill Self needs to find the trust in these freshmen. Uh, just based off one scrimmage alone, yeah, it's an overreaction saying these freshmen are going to be um, starters from day one and all that. But I still think there's a case for Marco Jackson to be a starter. I still think that Adams is going to be a guy that plays some critical minutes off the bench. But just don't put too much pressure on these guys. Don't put don't put too much pressure on them from day one. You've got returning starters. You've got plenty of experience in these transfers like Hunter Dickinson. You've got Dewan Harris Jr. leading the point. You've got KJ Adams, who I talked about, who wants to play a bigger role in leadership this year. And it's going to be a good time watching these freshmen grow up in 2023 and in the 2024 season as well. Let's get to some football now. KU football has quietly had an incredible, an incredible offseason. One of the most successful football recruiting offseasons in Jayhawk history. That's where we're at right now with head coach Lance Leipold and his staff. Just this past week, they reeled in a top-notch recruit, Damani Maxson, the latest name to join the 2024 class. He had offers from Georgia, LSU, Arkansas, Miami, Florida, and others after he had a strong junior season. And you got a guy like Maxson coming in here, can play his tail off, that makes KU's football, their 2024 recruiting class, a top 35 class in America right now for 2024. The latest ranking I read, they were the 32nd recruiting class in 2024, and that makes them number two in the Big 12. So Kansas football goes from absolutely nothing to winning a couple games to winning six games last year, making it to a bowl game, and they just want to keep the ball rolling. They want to keep things, the momentum moving forward. And you get a guy like Maxson in here. He also joins Austin Alexander, Jalen Todd, and Andre Gibson as defensive back commitments. Maxson, the first safety of the bunch. The other guys are cornerbacks. But... You look at that, the second highest ranked recruit in this class for KU, Maxson comes to KU for 2024, and he still has another year of high school to grow. So that's a good look for Kansas. You get a secondary in 2024 that's young and talented. You've got veterans right now. You have a lot of returning players on the offensive and defensive side in 2023. When you can get these younger guys in with higher recruiting, it's going to be something special. This KU is building something to where they 
can not just be a one-hit wonder. They're making this so that they can build a program, a legitimate program that can last, that can hang around, that can compete for a Big 12 title in a couple of years. This year, maybe jump from six wins to eight wins, maybe nine if they can win their bowl game. Continue building this program. Like I said, they've got a lot of returning players this year. People saw how KU did last year. Excited to see how they can do again this year. The recruits are liking what they see with this coaching staff and with the current team that they have right now. They're returning Devin Neal, the only returning 1,000-yard rusher in the Big 12. It's going to be a fun season. This KU football squad is going to be exciting to watch again. You're going to want to pack the booth, sell out the booth again in the first couple of games and get keep the momentum rolling. The players love seeing the fans out there. You love seeing their product on the field that they've been building. And it's just a great partnership between the fans and the players and the coaching staff. And it's going to be a good time out there in Lawrence this fall. Uh, before basketball season starts, we have a football team that is legitimate at this point. So it's very exciting to see. Love having the football news, love having the basketball news, and love having them combined together. So thank you again for listening to this Jayhawker Talker podcast. That about does it for today. I did want to mention Heartland College Sports founder Pete Mundo interviewed Kansas Athletic Director Travis Goff this past week. You want to go check that out. You can go to heartlandcollegesports.com, get um, the full interview there. And there were some really fun nuggets throughout that interview. I watched it a couple of times this week. And one of my favorite stories that Travis Goff, the AD of KU, told was when uh, they were, it was a couple of years ago, I think, they were losing or they were beating Oklahoma in the first half and they announced on social media that anybody in Lawrence could come to the game. They opened up the gates and said, anybody that wants to come out here to cheer on the team in the second half, you can do so. So that was before they were a six-win team. That was when they were trying to rebuild the program, rehype the program. But Goff had a really fun story about opening up the stadium in the second half of the Oklahoma game a couple of years ago. So go go over there to heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out Pete Mundo's interview with Kansas Athletic Director Travis Goff. It's definitely a, a good one you're going to want to check out. But that about does it for today's episode of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. You can get at me on Twitter, at Jayhawker Talker, at Mark the Overseer. We can keep the conversation over there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Heartland College Sports uh, Podcast Network. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Always check out my latest articles over there at heartlandcollegesports.com as well. See what we all have going on over there. A lot of fun stories on KU and the other Big 12 schools if you want to keep up with uh, with what's going on over there. I know TCU's in the College World Series. It's always fun to see other Big 12 schools doing well. But that's it for me. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk. <laughs>